Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 365. And today, well, I've got a treat for you guys. This is something that just kind of happened. And uh, I actually recorded it, which all of my Skype conversations are generally recorded because either I'm doing an interview or I'm just doing a coaching call and sometimes we'll play that back for that particular student or the person that I'm speaking with. And this is exactly what happened. Now, let me just kind of explain how this whole thing kind of came about. I received an email from Matt Fitchner who uh, said, Scott, I'm a a listener of the podcast, and I'm actually in college, and uh, I am doing a project right now, and uh, we have to interview other entrepreneurs, people that have started in business or have been in business for themselves, and really just have a conversation with those, those people and really dig into the mindset of what makes those people a little bit different and kind of like the ups and the downs. And then they were going to compare notes, and it was going to be this whole project. So I'm like, you know what? That sounds kind of cool. I think I would love to do that. So I reached back out to Matt and I said, yeah, let's do it. So we figured out a time and I had no idea that, uh, you know, he was an ex-Marine. Didn't even know that going into this thing. I thought it was going to be a younger guy, to be honest with you. I thought it was going to be like a 20-year-old kid. Uh, so, you know, I get on and, uh, and you know, we, we went through this, this whole conversation of him kind of asking me questions and, and really just trying to pull out all of the information that he needed. But then it soon turned into a coaching call. And uh, he was asking me questions about his business, which, by the way, he's grown to about $9,000 per month. And uh, he's got uh, plans for two more products that are already in production, I believe, and they're going to be launching. And uh, we go through the entire process that he went through. And uh, it's just a really great story because, you know, he was an ex-Marine. And I didn't know that, like I said, until I got on this call. And, uh, and then he told me his whole backstory and everything. And so anyone out there thinking to themselves, I don't have time for this business. Wait till you hear this interview because you're going to hear like he didn't have a lot of time either, like a lot of us. Um, now, the uh, the call starts out with him asking me questions and then me answering them and me kind of talking a little bit about my backstory again. And, uh, and again, why I decided to start, you know, being an entrepreneur or wanting to be an entrepreneur, going all the way back to, you know, when my wife and I started our own photography business and all that stuff. So you're going to hear all that. But like I said, it soon turned into a coaching call and uh, we actually go through how he can grow his business. We also talked about partnerships uh, because I've st- I've started to get in, involved in, in partnerships now and, uh, and he had some questions on that as well. And while we were going through this, I'm like, you know, I just got to let you know, like, this is really good content. Would you mind if I shared this with the audience? And he said, absolutely. And I had no intentions of doing that. And uh, it's just when you get off and you say, wow, if people could have just heard that conversation, they would have pulled a ton, a ton of uh, useful information out of it. And uh, that's why I want to give it to you guys. And, uh, you know, it's really awesome. It's funny, too, because uh, his baby was in the background making some some noise. And he's like, oh, I apologize for that. I'm like, hey, that's what it is. And again, I didn't even know it at that time I was going to be sharing this. So, um, you know, again, just realize this was a live deal here between him and myself not planning on being recorded. So if you hear some noise in the background, just understand that this was just spur of the moment, like we weren't planning on any of this stuff and uh, it's real life, okay? Um, the show notes to this episode, which you might want to download and get the transcripts, can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 365 and everything will be there. Uh, I just want to say though, I mean, this is really, really awesome and this is what fires me up is when I'm able to get on with someone like Matt and really dig into their business, but What's really cool also is I was being interviewed by him to bring it back to his class, and you'll hear about what they're going to be doing with this information and stuff. So anyway, guys, I'm going to stop talking so you guys can listen to this private call that was actually recorded, and you can kind of listen in on our conversation. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation that I had with Matt. Yeah, so really uh, really appreciate you. Yeah putting aside a little bit of time to, to talk to me. So yeah, no problem. Um, so I'm finishing up my, my MBA at USC right now. We're uh, actually graduating this week, but we've got one more, uh, one more kind of class session here in a couple of weeks. We're going to go over some, some stuff, you know, people kind of go over their future plans and things like that. And, uh, one, one of the aspects of, uh, of that discussion is, uh, they wanted us all to reach out and, and talk to, to some entrepreneurs that we either know or, or follow or kind of like, uh, you know, uh, really enjoy their businesses or whatever. So, sure. um, trying to get kind of an entrepreneurial perspective of, 
you know, kind of what opportunities and things are out there. So, yeah. Um, so I've actually been listening to your, uh, to your podcast for a few months now, probably, I don't know if I've caught all 400 episodes, but, uh, but I've definitely <laughs> listened to, uh, to quite a few. Sure. And, uh, I launched my own, uh, little Amazon private labeling uh, business a few months ago. So nice. pick up good. So, uh, so yeah, I thought you'd be a great person to reach out to and, uh, kind of hear about your experience and get some advice for the class and, and some advice for, for me as an Amazon seller as well. So. Yeah. So, so how will this be used? Are, is, is this going to be uh, heard by, by other people in your class or is it just for you to do the research and then kind of put it into uh, some type of summary? Yeah, we're, we're kind of, kind of summarizing and uh, kind of round table discussion, uh, things we, things we learn, common trends across all the different people that, that people have talked to. So I've talked to some people that have, uh, somebody fa- uh, talked to the founder of Ruby's restaurant chain. Okay. Uh, we've got some people that founded some tech startups some people that have done individual consulting firms. So, uh, really just a wide variety of, of people that, uh, that, uh, my classmates have talked to. So I think we're going to have some, some really good perspectives to talk about. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. All right. So fire away, whatever, uh, whatever you want to do, let's, uh, let's do it. Awesome. Appreciate it. Yeah. So, uh, um, so I've definitely heard some of your podcast, kind of your, your history from, you know, launching a photo business with the, with the wife and the yep. sell on eBay and then eventually on Amazon. So I've kind of got some background of your journey a little bit, but I kind of want to get your perspective of it. Like how, I think one of the big questions that a lot of people will have is, um, how do you make the decision to kind of leave, a full-time job and commit like a hundred percent and talk about some of the decision-making and some of the fears that, that go along with that decision. Yeah. Well, um, let me just say too, is, you know, it's, it's kind of funny because, um, you know, I didn't come from a background like you're going through schooling, right? You're, you're going through schooling to, to, you know, further your education to then get out there in the world and then decide what you want to do. Um, you know, right from the beginning, I, I just had different perspectives going into, you know, I guess into real life out of high school than a lot of people did because I didn't have the college experience. So, um, you know, I really was, you know, growing up, it was always about, you know, you, you got to basically get a job, figure out a way to support yourself and your family. And, and that's how I was raised. You know, my father's a old time farmer, you know, grew up on a farm. They had nine kids. Um, I still think they had kids just for another hand on the farm, but, uh, that's a whole nother discussion. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that really helped me, um, you know, not saying that, you know, maybe my father should have pushed me into college, but if he did, I wouldn't be where I am today. So, um, so I, I think, um, for me personally, like when I started working in, in, right out of high school, I was working for a, a cable company and then I soon started to work for my father. Um, his business, which was really small at the time, only two employees, uh, him, his partner, and then, well, three employees counting me. So uh, basically, we built that from from nothing to a, a pretty sizable company. And I was part of that. So um, by doing that, I learned a lot about people, a lot about, um, you know, a lot about how I would, you know, create partnerships and how I would uh, treat employees, uh, how I would create a, you know, a, an atmosphere like for the employees and all that stuff. So I learned a ton, but I also learned that I didn't want to work for someone because, um, as I was working for someone, I was also, you know, I had a kid when I was uh, 22. So I was 21 when I got married, I was 22 when we had our first kid. And I soon, I soon found out that, uh, I didn't want to have to, uh, to, you know, only get two weeks off, three weeks off. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, to, to get three weeks off, I had to, uh, you know, be there five years or whatever. Right. Like, so, you know, you got to earn your three weeks off, which is kind of crazy. So, um, so me personally, that that's really what drove me. And I think it's drive, right? It's like, um, you know, the, the drive for me to know that there was something else out there was, um, not wanting to work for someone else and creating my own lifestyle. And yeah. even even to this day, I mean, I'm for, I'm going to be 45 this year in July. I'm 44 uh-huh. now. Um, you know, through those years, it still always came back to how do I create a lifestyle business, um, you know, or you know, a business that supports my lifestyle. Like, how yeah. is that going to happen? Um, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, going now into okay, like, well, how do you make that decision to make that leap? Because I had a you know, I had a, a decent job at my father's company. I was, you know, in my head, I was going to own that company one day. So, you yeah. know, I might have been making at the time we're going back close to 20 years now, you know, making 20, 25 dollars an hour was pretty good wage back then. And uh, yeah. you know, I was doing pretty well, but I was working my butt off. Um, 
so, uh, you know, I had to make a decision, you know, my wife and I, uh, you know, how do we, how do we work for ourselves? What do we do? All I know is construction, um, at the time. So, um, she talked me into starting our own little photography studio on the side, little, uh, just a little part-time deal. And, yeah. uh, fast forward, it, it, it grew into something that was really, uh, really good for us, but it was scary as heck because here I was going to leave something that was, you know, supporting us a hundred percent. Um, so, you know, it's funny cause I, on episode 300, if you haven't listened to that one, definitely listen to that one. Um, Chris Schaefer actually interviewed me on my own show about my whole story. And it really does explain okay. that like, and I didn't even realize it until I was going through, I was almost like going through like a therapy session because I was like <laughs> pulling stuff out that I wasn't even aware of, but yeah. I guess I've always created like little safety nets for myself. So it's okay. kind of like, you know what, if, if, if the photography thing that doesn't work, I'll go back and I'll do my construction thing. I can always go back to yeah. that. There's always, there's always a job there, right? I, can, I mean, sure. I can go out and do it again. But that never happened. But it was my safety net. Then when I was doing photography and then we wanted to make the leap to, well, do we do, because we were doing, you know, client work where we were, you know, having families come in and we were doing family photography and stuff and, and everything. Right. But how do we, I was starting to get into the digital space where I was starting to sell my templates and my Photoshop training and stuff. How do I... How do I like do both? Well, it's not that easy. So I got to make a decision. Do I leave my, my photography business a hundred percent? I would like to, because then I don't have to be, you know, locked in again. Not that I was working for someone, but I was still working for them. Yeah, Meaning that I had to, yeah, I had to yeah. be there at seven o'clock at night because the lighting was perfect and I couldn't schedule anything around that other than that, that session. So I was still locked in to what I had to do. I was still committing to someone, but um, we made, the, again, we made another decision that we said, well, you know what, we're going to try to only do very, very little work on that. We'll try to support ourselves with our digital business. And, uh -huh. um, you know, the safety net was, well, I can always go back and, and do photography, right? We, we, we can yeah. still go back and do that. And um, we never had to. Um, so we, we left that and, and moved on to, you know, teaching uh, Photoshop tutorials and uh, how to edit pictures and all that stuff. And we were also supplying people with templates and stuff that they could use within Photoshop for photographers. Right. Um, so to answer your question, it's always been really like, it's always been scary. It's still scary. Yeah. Even to this day, whenever you're doing something new, right? Yeah. Like there's things right now that are, you know, I'm working on right now and I'm like, oh man, I hope that works, you know, but you know, I think more so now because I've been out there and I've done it so many different times, I always know that, you know, there's enough things out there that I can do to support myself. Uh, again, I don't live above my means, so I'm pretty smart that way. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I just think that it's always the fear of, well, what if it doesn't work? And then the thing you have to ask yourself is, is like, well, if it doesn't work, what, what else, what else could you do to support yourself or your family? Right. Right. You know, now, now did you have any like specific, uh, moments along the way that you, sorry, we got that's all right. kids screaming in the background. That's all right. That's all right. Um, did you have any specific like moments along the way that you, that you thought like, wow, this isn't going to work. I'm, I'm going to have, you know, made a big mistake, maybe whether inventory purchase or something like that, or just felt like, you know, this is it. I'm going to have to go back to the construction thing. Like that's, uh, I'm not going to make it doing this entrepreneurial thing anymore. Do you have any, any moments like that? Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I mean, you know, no one really, you know, ever hears all of the, the ups and the downs. They always hear the highs, but yeah, I've definitely had a lot of those. And you know, like when we got into the photography business, um, we soon found out that we had like definitely different times of the year that were more, you know, that, that were busier than others. So, yeah. you know, we would go and, and for us, it was like Christmas time, you know, the holiday time was our big yeah. rush of people and we would do really well there, but then we would bank that money and then we would say, okay, it'll hold us over for three months. And then, you know, we'll start getting some people coming in for Easter. You know, it's like, you know, we just kind of had those seasons, but there was always that, you know, money would start to get a little tight. And, but again, I could have went out and did a construction job, but I'm like, you know, I've already not done it for so long. I don't want to, right. It's like, yeah. you get to that point where you're like, I don't want to do that. Yes. I could go out and do a remodel job and make 10 grand, but I just don't really want to go back there. But that means I kind of, that means I didn't, I didn't win here. I didn't, I didn't right, do, didn't make it, I didn't yeah. make it, you know? So I would do everything I could to not do that. Um, but there, there was many a times that, uh, you know, you got close to where, okay, we're going to, we're going to be out of money there. So we have to figure out something to, uh, to keep everything running. Um, so there was a lot of sleepless nights, you know, even in the photography business. Now we eventually built that up to where it was pretty much, you know, we knew that the money that we were going to make. And if we wanted to make more, all we had to do is just kind of advertise, you know, a small little weekend special and we would be able to generate an extra thousand or two thousand dollars. So that got yeah. to that point. But in the beginning, definitely not. There was definitely many times where it was like, is, is the phone going to ring? You know, are we going to get a client? Are we not? 
Um, so there was definitely a, a lot of those, especially in the beginning. And then yes, the, the thought crept in my mind, like, okay, does that mean that I should probably just go out and and do some side work? Um, and, uh, but I never did, but it definitely was in my head to do it for sure. Yeah. 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 That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I wonder how you, um, cause you got multiple kids, right? Yeah. I've got three kids. Uh, they range uh, right now, nine years old, 19 year olds, 19 year old and a 21 year old. Okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Now how, uh, I, I was just kind of wondering, cause we actually just sure. had our first, uh, first daughter about eight months ago. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, yeah. I appreciate that. So, you know, I, I always think, you know, as soon as I had her, the whole perspective changes, as you know, Oh yeah. and, uh, I always kind of wondered, and, and I like to hear from, from people that start their own businesses, like what your, your kind of vision for involving your kids in the business, how much do you, you know, kind of involve them in the business or let them do their own thing? Or do you look to kind of build a business with, the end goal in mind being like actually passing that business on to your kids or just kind of how you've handled the, um, it's a great question. Family interaction with the business. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I think that, uh, as your kids are growing up in the household, they're going to hear, right. They're going to hear what's going yeah. on. You're talking with your spouse, you're talking with a partner, whatever, right. They're going to hear it. They're going to pick up on it, even though they don't know that they're hearing it. It's like, we've always said like kids, you know, they, they listen, you know, even though you might not think they are, Um, and then they're going to also see by the actions that you're taking. And I mean, a perfect example is right now, my daughter, who's 21, going to be 22. Um, you know, she got out of high school, didn't want to do the college thing in my head. I'm thinking I should probably push her to the college thing because everyone does it, but I didn't do it, but should I, I don't know. And she really wanted to go into hair. So we, we signed her up for Paul Mitchell school. She did it like 13 months there. Um, and then, um, and then from there she went out and started her own business. Um, and she specialized in, uh, in hair and makeup for wedding parties. So she carved out a little niche for herself and she's, she's done really well, but then in the same breath, she's going to be moving here soon. Her husband, uh, husband to be is going to be, um, he's in the Navy, so they're going to be moving. So she can't really take her clients with her. So she's like, well, in the meantime, I see what you're doing, dad. Is there anything I can do in this business space? I'm like, well, you might not want to do private label rate this second because you guys are tight on funds, this, that, and the other thing, but maybe you guys do retail arbitrage. Maybe you guys start there. And just to kind of give you a little, you know, update on that, like she started that about three months ago and they've already done over 6,000 in revenue. Um, and yeah, so it's a little side gig, you know, it's a little side business. So, but she's got that entrepreneurial blood, I guess, right? Like she's seen it. She has it in her DNA, but she also has seen it. Um, she already knows, you know, I mean, she, I didn't have to tell her about like opt-in pages and landing pages and, and email list. And like, she, she kind of already knew that stuff. I mean, to set it up maybe, but you know, my son who's 19, I mean, he's, he's doing the same. Now he's seen what she's doing. Now he's like, I want to go out there and I want to start doing some of this retail arbitrage stuff. So now yeah. he's doing that stuff. And, um, um, you know, always constantly asking me about business, um, asking me, you know, uh, you know what I think about this certain thing, you know, so they're always asking. So they have a different mindset because of the way that we've done it. I've never, it's probably bad, but I've never really highlighted just the schooling aspect of things. Because I think right. so much more happens from the learning and from the watching um, oh, than, yeah, ju- than just learning yeah. it in, in a class. And I mean, you probably can relate to that. That's why they do internships a lot, right? It's because, yeah. you know, and I, I've always said that. Like, if you want to be a doctor, you better go shadow a doctor for a week or two. Because yeah. do you want that to be your lifestyle? I don't know. Maybe you do. Do you want to be, yeah. you know, do you want a page around you at the party and you got to get up and run? I don't know. Maybe you do. Um, you know yeah. what I mean? But you got to know what the job is like. I know so many people that have done the whole schooling thing and they're out $300,000 and they still don't know if they want to do what they want to do. Yeah. You know, I got someone right now. I know that's in our family. She spent $300,000 be a um, physical therapist, you know, wow. and she's like, eh, I don't know if I really want to do it. I'm like, well, wow. you better do it because you got $300,000 sunk into that baby. Right. right? right. So um, anyway, so. I, you know, I've always wanted my kids to be well-rounded, but I also like to lead by example. So, you know, my son, you know, he sees what I've done and what my wife has done and my, my daughter and even my youngest. Um, it's funny, my youngest who's nine, she's, she picks up something in the store. She'd be like, dad, what do you think? Retail arb on this one? Like you're talking nine years old. You know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> how many kids that's are talking, hilarious. you know, and she doesn't even say retail up. She goes RA because that's the short term for it. She goes, dad, what do you think? RA on this? And I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't think the BSR is that good on that one. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? So um, it's awesome. just, it's, it's a natural thing. Um, you know, her wanting to wash the golf carts as they go. We, we live in a, in a, in a community that has a lot of golf carts that run around here. So she's like, maybe yeah. I'll put a sign out. I'll, I'll wash golf carts for five bucks or something. Right. Nice. So it's like, nice. it's just, it. yeah. I mean, so, I mean, it's, yes, I, I, I do think that them being in the household with myself, my wife, and that being our lifestyle, 
I think it definitely, it, it, it shapes them to what they're going to want to do moving forward. At least it gives them the, uh, the vision of what can be made and what can happen. Um, and I'm yeah. always stressing lifestyle. To me, it's not about just the money. It's about the lifestyle. The, the yeah. money is, is, is what you need to live the lifestyle, but what do you want in life? It's not, I always tell my son, it's not the Corvette. It's not the big boat. It's not like, that's not the stuff that's, that's cool and all, but that's not what you truly want. You, you want, you know, freedom and you want happiness. And it's funny, my son's yeah. 19. A lot of his buddies are out partying and stuff. And he's like, dad, I, I want to work towards being able to have, you know, a family and do what you did and be able to go to the baseball games and be able to coach a team and be able to, you know, be at all the basketball games. Like I, I want that. And I'm like, yeah. well, in order to do that, you have to create your own lifestyle yeah. business. Or, you know, he's going to be a physical education teacher. So he wants to get into, into physical education and then be a coach. So, okay. and then he can do a little business on the side if he wants to. So, um, nice. hopefully that answered your question. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now that's some really good, uh, really good perspective. Cause, uh, I, I really didn't bring up my background a whole lot, uh, since we've been talking, but, um, so I was actually in the Marine Corps for, I just got out about six months ago after oh, about wow. 11 and a half years. So, wow. um, Long time. so I went to school, uh, grew up in Ohio, went to undergrad in, in Chicago and, uh, got commissioned in the Marine Corps right away. Um, out of there. I did uh, flew helicopters for our Cobra attack helicopters oh, for, wow. for the Marine Corps for, for the last 11 years or so, some multiple deployments. And, and, oh, uh, man. Well, thank you for your service, too, by the way. Oh, thanks. Appreciate that. Um, so the, really, really cool, awesome um, job. Uh, obviously very challenging at times. Of course. And uh, as part of my transition plan, um, decided to do this. It's, so it's an executive MBA program. So basically we would go to school on the weekend so we could all still work full time. Gotcha. Uh, it was a cool opportunity because a lot of the, the guys in the class, they work for, you know, big corporations out here in San Diego, Qualcomm and some oh, okay. big biotech firms. Then we got a lot of people like myself come, coming out of the, uh, out of the military and figuring out, they're like, okay, I've got, you know, 10, 12 years of this really cool experience. Um, but you know, ready to move on to the next thing. And I don't know how, what that is or how to do it yet. Mm. And it's funny kind of hearing you talk about, you know, the, you know, encouraging people to, to shadow people in different jobs and stuff like that. Cause even at, you know, so I'm 34 now and, uh, um, finishing up this MBA program. And even now I'm like, I feel like a, you know, freshman or sophomore undergrad again, like, okay, what am I going to do next? Am I going to go into this? Am I going to go into that? Mm. So it's, uh, you know, even at this stage, you know, I don't have the exact path um, decided, but I, but I really like your kind of mentality of just always have multiple things going on, multiple streams of revenue multiple you know, interest that you, you can potentially monetize and things mm. like that. So, yeah. I uh, mean, it's, it's like anything. I mean, you've, you've got a ton of experience in, in a lot of different things that I'm sure, you know, you might not even be aware that you are as of right now until that comes to where you need it. Right. Or maybe that yeah. you, you open, it open dries up in a certain situation. And, and I kind of always have said that it's like when you're, when you're going through this journey, you're, you're starting to you know, as you learn something new, you're also trying something new. And then that might open your eyes to something else. I mean, just like the podcast, like that happened because I started an Amazon business and I started to yeah. get some results and I wanted to share those results. But I also had a lot of background in, you know, building an email list and, and connecting with an audience with my photography business. You know, I mean, yeah. that's kind of where I learned that, but I adapted that to the podcast. And again, the podcast was actually something that I doubted doing. I thought I, I didn't even think I was going to do it. I was like, ah, maybe, I don't know who's going to listen. And my wife, you know, who's always been my, my biggest supporter said, you know, just, just do it. I mean, you have a message out there to help people that are like you that don't believe in themselves because they don't have this degree or they don't have the skill set if they don't, you know, that they think. And, yeah. um, and so that's what pushed me to do the podcast. And then the podcast led into something completely different and it's something where now I'm able to help so many more people. And, and that's a really awesome feeling. So I agree with you, man. It's like, you don't have to have it all figured out. You know, um, you just, you have to be, you have to be willing to, uh, to change and pivot, but you, yeah. you do have to have a somewhat of a direction, right? I mean, you want like, sure. and I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm speaking for you, but I'm sure that you would love to have a, a way to make your own schedule, be able to spend that yeah. time with your family and, and not have to say, Hey, can I get time off? And they say, no, I'm sorry. That's already been blocked out for someone else. You can't take that week. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, I've got a buddy of mine who's a pharmacist, you know, and he's a, you know, great job making good money. But, you know, we we're going to go on a trip in Mexico here in about three weeks. I invite him to go. He goes, I can't get the time off. Damn, that sucks. Yeah, you know what I mean? Tough. Like, I, I just decided. I'll, I'll give you another example. I just, uh, what was it, uh, last week? Or no, it was this weekend, this past weekend. 
my son and I are sitting on a couch at, uh, let's see, about 11, no, 1030 at night. The Cavs and the Raptors were playing. They just got done. And I said to my son, I go, man, it'd be awesome to be at that game. He goes, well, they do have one more game left. You know, I go, yeah, but that's in Canada. And he goes, he goes, yeah. So, you know, reach out to your buddy, Dom, my, my buddy, Dom sugar lives in Canada. And I asked him just kiddingly, I go, Hey, can you get tickets? And he goes, uh, I don't know. I probably could. He goes, you got to get here though. And I'm like, I'm just kidding. He, he, he texts back. He goes, no, 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 come on. If you fly out, I'll get tickets. I'm like, so I started looking at flights. Long story short, I was in Canada the next day. Nice. Okay. Awesome. We went to a Cavs game, went to, we went to watch the Raptors, my son and I, great experience. Cool. And we were back in uh, two days, you know, Yeah. but you know, That's awesome. I'm in South Carolina. So we flew to Buffalo. Then from Buffalo, he picked us up. We went to Canada. We watched the tur- Toronto, watched the game, went back that night, got in flight the next morning. Because I can, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you you know what I mean? But if I had a job, you think I could, you know, I'm going to go ahead and tell them I'm going to be gone for three days just out of the blue. Probably not. You know, or I'd have to lie and say I was sick or something. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, yeah. Where where are you guys going to Mexico? We're going to Riviera Maya. Okay, nice. We're we're actually going to Mexico uh, in three weeks as well. Are you really? Oh, Nice. Kind of post graduation little trip with me and the wife. So. Oh, nice! That's awesome. Yeah, enjoy yourself. Yeah, I, I, we've been we've been now about three or four times. Our, our honeymoon we were at Cancun, and that and that's going back twenty two years now. But uh, then we've been back with the kids a few times. We haven't been back though in like four or five years. So okay. uh, yeah, we're gonna actually a bunch of us are going. My father's actually going to be able to, which he's I'm so grateful to have him still around. So he's yeah. going with us. Um, you know, buddy, a couple buddies of mine and their parents, and it's going to be like I think oh. about fifteen or sixteen of us. Oh, wow. nice. so it's gonna be fun, man. Yeah, so I'm looking yeah, forward to it. But um, yeah, but, there's a uh, um, funny you brought up Dom because I was thinking I, I've been watching your your roundtable things you guys have been doing recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I was actually kind of wondering about that because like. Um, so my, my Amazon thing, so I got my first product up about, about two months ago mm-hmm. and, uh, up to about, about 9,000 a month in revenue nice. um, now, um, it's great. Up my second month. And then I actually got two, uh, two new ones coming out in about a month or so. Awesome. Um, uh, similar, similar products, but, uh, they'll have enough variations that, uh, I'll do some new listings and stuff. So, um, but one thing that, that you guys talk about a lot when you guys do your round tables, I was kind of wondering about, so it seems like there's definitely a difference um, kind of business model wise, mm-hmm. um, and the idea of going after, Hey, I'm going to go after one product niche and really build a strong brand and then kind of use that brand and build it external to Amazon as well. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other kind of, and it sounds like this is a little bit more what Dom does kind of the open brand concept, like, Hey, I need anything that fits my model for something that's going to sell well, yep. I'm going to list it and, and just build a, an open kind of like a general store almost on online. So kind of wanted your your perspective of, of the two different ways of doing it. Yeah. And if there's, if you, if you do both, like if you, I don't know if you can even have like a separate seller's account and mm-hmm. do one seller account for an open brand and one for individual brands or kind of wonder what your experience is uh, um, with that model. Well, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of both, to be honest with you. Um, there's just different, there's different, uh, you know, places of where you are and where you're starting. Um, mm-hmm. If you're just starting out and you don't have a clear, I guess, vision of a market that you want to go into and you want to tap into, I think the open brand is the way to go. Um, Because then you don't feel like, oh, I got to have it all figured out, right? You don't have to have it all figured out. You just got to get a product out there and get it selling. Um, So I say, you know, that's what I would do. Now, Dom, you know, we talk a lot about the open brand and the open brand is something that we've kind of partnered up with. So I am actually involved in that brand with him. So it's, it's, it's able for us to kind of go in there and test certain markets or trends. You know, if we see something that's going to be trending, we can get on it, get it, get first to market. We've got an edge. We might ride that for, for six months. And then that Mm -hmm. trend kind of, it dissolves, you know, and then, or maybe you just get a trickle of sales. Um, we're okay with that, but it also allows us to test different markets faster. And then if we want, we can then build a brand outside of that. Um, now, you know, what we don't really talk a lot about, which no reason why we don't, but because we always talk about the open brand with Dom, but you know, he's got three other main brands that are private labeling that are successful, like, you know, seven figures successful. Um, so, you know, he's, he's got that. I mean, he's got a ton going on that guy, but he's basically, he started with the brand idea, but the thing that he, he doesn't do with the brand that we're starting to do is building the actual presence, building the, uh, you know, the person that's going to be the advocate for the brand, um, the, you know, and building out a true brand. What he's doing is he's building a brand on Amazon for the most part. And then he's just launching all those products that are related underneath that brand. 
Um, okay. And to answer your question, you can open up multiple sellers account, but you have to have approval by Amazon. So if you and your wife were going to each do your own brand, you'd have to notify them, ask them permission. You'd have to have two separate checking accounts. Um, that's usually just all you need that and maybe even a DBA. Uh, they don't even actually request that, I don't think, but at least a checking account. And then from there, they'll usually say yes. Um, okay, and you just, enough. you want to, you want to definitely at, you could do it without asking them. But then the thing is, is if you don't, and then they come back and say, you're not supposed to do that. We didn't give you permission. Then you can get suspended and then you have problems yeah. this way here. Yeah. You're asking for permission. And most of the time, if you tell them a good reason, like, you know, I'm married, we're both doing our own thing. We have two separate businesses where we live in the same household. So we just want to make sure that we're doing everything on the up and up. And they'll most of the time say, yes, no problem. Um, okay. so awesome. yeah, if you want yeah, to, that, that. cause that's one of the things that, you know, at, at this stage, I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I've watched so many of your videos and so many, you know, uh, Ryan Moran's videos and all, all you know, all this great sure. content. So, um, I feel like I've got a pretty good grasp on like all the, the different aspects and all the different business model types, but now I'm struggling with just like the, some of the small mechanic stuff. Like how do you do a separate seller's account? How do you, yeah. you know, link to your, or, you know, how do you drive traffic to a website and build an email list? It's like, I understand I need to do that, but right. the how of, of doing that, it's kind of where I'm at right now, kind of researching those kind of things. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, if you, if you're at that stage of wanting to build a list, I mean, I don't know if you've watched that workshop that we recently did, but I would definitely encourage you to re to uh, watch that one. Um, because we actually show exactly how we built a list and we, we've done it multiple times now. And actually we've got one that we're doing with our, our current brand that we just started. And, um, we've already released, um, three products to that brand and it's helped us launch the product. Oh, um, nice. so yeah, so I would definitely is check that, that Is that one of your podcast episodes or was that one of the round table no, ones? No, it's actually, it's a, it's a workshop. It's on a replay right now. It's going to be up for, for, uh, for a while. So I'd just check that out. It's, uh, um, theamazingseller.com forward slash build list. And, uh, it, it basically, that'll take you to the replay page. And, um, it's just Chris and I kind of going through the, the entire, um, the, the strategy, but then also how to do it and how to set things up. Um, so yeah, I would definitely recommend doing that. That's the, to me, that's the best way to do it right now. We're not just going out there attracting anyone. We're attracting people that are in our market that we can then, uh, market to again in the future, but also create content for them or find content for them. And then, um, you know, and then from there also let them know that we have something to offer them for a discount or whatever. Um, yeah. and that's been working really well. We, we did one just about two weeks ago now on one of, on the first product that we launched to this brand, we sent out an email to only 594 people. The list was about eight or 9,000. But what we did is we said, we're only going to send the offer to people that actually um, click on the link inside the email that say okay. that they already have this certain or this style of a product. So okay. out of that list, we had 594 that said, yes, I have this. And, and then from there, we sent them the offer. And by doing that, we sold in a, in a matter of four, no, five days, we sold, I think, over 150 units at 50% okay. off, by the way, too. So it wasn't like we we said, well, we're going to give away for free or anything like that. Yeah. We basically, we made 100 and I think it was $160 um, profit um, just from doing that, which most of the time you're losing money on yeah. the first set of giveaways. Um, yeah. So it works really well. But I would definitely recommend that. It's uh, we're, we're excited about um, doing that now. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. Uh, now it sounds, so it sounds like, you know, cause uh, again, I'm kind of watching your or listening to your podcast for a while now. And it sounds like there, there's kind of a shift in like the launch strategy from used to be, and I, you know, I see this even with other sellers it used to be, Hey, let me give as much of this away as humanly possible. Um, you know, do that for, for a while, give away two, 300 units and then, you know, hopefully, hope I can kind of rank. So, I, I don't know whether I, whether it was just dumb luck on my first product or, or just um, it just kind of worked out. But um, I basically sent an email to my classmates, to some former Marine buddies, just people in my current job, family, stuff like that. Sure. Um, they bought I got about 30 or 40 full price sales in the first week, basically 100 percent from people I know. Um, and then I got to about 10 reviews and then turned on PPC and uh, and then started kind of ranking from there. It took. Uh, it was about three weeks to get up to like page four or five. And then actually I was listening to one of your podcasts um, specific to um, uh, to PPC uh, mm -hmm. spend. And I think you had mentioned you're like, yeah, it's 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 not really worth it to spend anything less than about twenty five dollars a day. Mm -hmm. And I was only spending like ten or twelve a day. And literally like the day I heard that I bumped my my uh, uh, campaigns up to twenty five bucks. And within like five or six days, 
I was up on the first <laughs> first page and I've been there ever since and That's started awesome. getting organic sales. So that was huge. So so I, I don't know whether I got lucky with that first launch without having to do any giveaways um, or email blasts or anything like that. Well, I think, it, I, I think it also comes down to, you know, like the product that you picked probably, um, and I don't know, but, you know, it probably wasn't like super, super competitive where you had to yeah. give away like, uh, you know, a ton of, a ton of units to, to rank and to, um, you know, to start moving the needle, you know what I mean? So that's really yeah. what we're, we, we've shifted, um, you know, recently, I'd say in the past, like six to eight months to where, you know, we're only looking at, at products that we feel like we can, we can rank well for without having to, you know, dump a ton into like a push to get it going. Like if we can yeah. just get 20 sales a day for five days and 50% off, you know, sales, then I think we're going to be okay. And then turn on some pay-per-click at 25 bucks to get started and kind of go through that process you know, and that's been working well, you know, for us as well. So, you know, yeah, I mean, did you get lucky? I don't really think so. I think that, you know, you went out and you got 40 sales somehow, some way, who cares, right? You got those yeah, sales. Yeah. And then, um, and that just got you kind of, you know, seated into, into the, uh, the rankings, but then it took a little while for you to start moving up, which that's normal. I, I always tell people, you got to wait at least five to six weeks before you can determine if you're moving up, as long as you're not just sitting back, you know, trying to, you know, let the phone ring. I get some people say I launched, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm not getting any sales. I'm like, well, what did you do to launch? They're like, well, nothing. I just listed my product. I'm like, well, you didn't launch. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, we, we got to actually, we got to, we got to spike the sale, uh, you know, volume a little bit and, uh, you know, and get things moving. Um, yeah. so, but anyway, yeah, I, I think you, I think that's a great, great way that, that you did it and it's working. So, um, yeah, yeah. so congratulations on that. Yes. Appreciate it. Um, now, now the, uh, the, the last kind of, you know, big ticket thing I, w- I was wondering about is, um, uh, so you guys talk a lot, um, especially recently, I feel like of, um, you know, driving external traffic, uh, creating a website that pushes a lot of content kind of building that user base and things like that. Um, which I think is, is awesome. I, I totally agree with your, your guys kind of theory that, you know, that's, that's the long-term success play is to sure. really build a successful multi-channel brand. Um, but I kind of wonder, um, at this stage. So I'm, I'm trying to kind of dabble in, in all that stuff at this stage, you know, mm-hmm. you know, struggling my way through building the website, you know, trying to figure out social media, pay-per-click on Facebook, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I kind of wonder if it's almost, um, especially I, I know uh, Ryan Moran, he kind of does, he's like, Hey, for year one, just get products to Amazon. Like it's, it's all about Amazon. Don't mm-hmm. worry about the rest of the stuff. And then you can kind of, you know, start to build other channels. So I wanted your perspective on, you know, whether, whether you would have started earlier with some of the stuff you're doing now, if you could have, or if you think, um, you know, kind of focus the first year just on getting, getting some products on Amazon. And then after, you know, a year of success, maybe worrying about the other, the other channels, kind of one of your perspective on, uh, yeah. on strategy from that standpoint. Yeah. I, I would say that the thing that I would do right now, um, if again, uh, if I'm, if I'm going to be launching a product, number one, I need to make sure on the product selection side of things that I'm picking a product that I don't have to do a crazy, crazy launch thing. Right. So that's mm-hmm. the, that's the first thing. And that means low reviews would still enough sales. And for me, yeah. 10 sales a month is enough. Um, you know, hundred dollars profit per product is what I'm shooting for. Okay? okay. If it does more than that, it does more than that. That's great. But, um, what I would do no matter what the product is, is I would build an email list for that particular product in that market. Even in the open brand that we talk about, we're building email lists for those different product types in those brands. Because what we want to do is we want to be able to to tap into like five markets, let's say. Let's say we have one at home and kitchen, we've got one in toys, we've got one in sports, we've got one, I don't know, in camping, like whatever, right? Well, we can then build these little mini lists. And to build these lists, we're not talking you have to do like a ton of content either. We're talking like we just want to get people that raise their hand that we know are our our ideal customer or potential customer. And the way that we're doing is we're giving away something to those people in exchange for their email. So, for example, if you're in the fishing market, well, you would just give a big, you know, package away, like maybe two fishing rods and a net and a vest. And maybe you just happen to sell a tackle box. Um, So then I would take that stuff and, and I would do that from day one. Like yeah. I would do that from day one. It doesn't matter if it's an open brand, doesn't matter if it's a main brand. And I would do that. And then I would build up that, that email list. And we've done it multiple times in multiple markets. And every time 
generally we let it run for 30 days. We spend probably about a grand, probably about a thousand bucks. And we generally get between, I'd say 4,000 to 8,000 emails from that spend. (laughs) Yeah. And these are people that raise their hand because they're interested in winning this thing. Now, some people say, well, yeah, but they're, they're at, they want to win something, but yeah, these people are also people that want to win stuff in our market. market, That's what, that's the big thing. You know, when we were talking about, you know, like belonging to a deal site or a review group, it's always about people that are raising their hand to just get a deal, a discount on anything. We've taken that part out of it. And now we're saying we're only going to focus on these people. Now, the second part of that is like you said, like, well, then I got to make a website and then I got to do like content. You don't really have to, you can do like something simple, use click funnels or use lead pages, or just use a, a little WordPress template and then just start collecting emails there with a little thank you page. So it doesn't have to be that complex. The only thing I yeah. would say is I would definitely send those people um, different different things that can help them in that space. So again, maybe I don't have content. Well, I'm going to go out and I'm going to be the reporter and I'm going to find that content and then I'm going to let those people know. Be like, hey, uh, you know, I just found this uh, this awesome, uh, you know, fishing video of, you know, this guy and his son and they caught like a, I don't know, a three pound bass or something, right? And it was yeah. crazy on what they caught it on. You'll never believe it. And then I would go ahead and I'd link to that video. That's it. Okay. So I'm just cool. giving them some content. And then maybe in yeah. the PS, I might say, oh, by the way, we're having 25% off sale on all of our tackle boxes. That's it. Right. So again, I would do that and send out at least one email a week. And maybe it's like, maybe, like I said, maybe you're the reporter in the market right now because you don't want to create that content. Then that's what I would do just so you can engage with that, uh, you know, with those people and let them know that it's, yes, they signed up for a contest, but you're also the one that they're going to want to pay attention to because you're going to deliver, you know, information in this market. Um, yeah. so you don't have to worry about going out there. Okay. All the social media channels. The other thing with social media is I would say, okay, figure out the number one place where your, where your customers are hanging out. That would be the one I'd focus on. I wouldn't do Instagram and, and, and Facebook and YouTube. If, you know, if, if they're all kind of hanging out on those, that's fine, but there's always one platform that they seem to be hanging out more. Um, right. and that would be the one that I would probably focus on, um, the most, if you were going to create your own content. But in the beginning, right. again, you don't have to create your own content. You just have to be the one that's going to deliver the content. Um, yeah. So that that's what I would do. No, no matter if I was starting and thinking I'm going to build a big brand or if I was going to just do an open brand, I'm doing that. Like I'm, okay. I'm going to figure out what I'm going to give these people. And then from there, I'm going to attach my product to it. And if all the people that didn't win, guess what they're going to get as a, hey, sorry, you didn't win email. Sorry, you didn't win. But what I want to do for you guys, because everyone's a winner, is I want to give you guys 25% off of my tackle box. Yeah, right? yeah that's Something awesome. like that. <laughs> Yeah. And you'll, and you'll still, you'll get a trickle of sales. You know what I mean? Like, so, um, it, it, to me, that's, that's what it's all about. Then the other cool thing is you do with this, you know, uh, you know, with that list, that email list, now we can upload that to, that to Facebook and we can start running Facebook ads to these people. We can also yeah. do a retargeting, uh, or I'm sorry, a, um, lookalike audience of these people. Right. So we don't just use these people as they're going to just buy from us. They're also going to help us share our content. They're going to also um, be able to see other products, but they're also going to be able to see all, all of the other things that we, that we post and we publish. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how do you, how do you get, um, so from this list of just kind of generic email addresses, how do you use that to find your Facebook targeting metrics? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think what you're asking is, is like, how do I find where my market's hanging out? Would that be? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I mean, well, I would go to Facebook groups and I'd see where they're hanging out. I mean, if you type in, you yeah. know, like fishing, bass fishing, you're going to probably find groups or you're going to be on Instagram. Maybe yours is on Instagram. So then you have to say, okay, well, I have to go to Instagram. And we actually did this as a case study. We did it um, at one of our live workshops. And um, we and we found that our market was hanging out for this this case study was on Instagram. So we basically sure. went out to a to an Instagram page that had a, a couple hundred thousand uh, subscribers or followers, and we offered to pay them to put a post up, and they said sure, and they took our money, and then we posted it. And I think uh, we did one for twenty five bucks, and we did one for one hundred twenty five bucks. The one that had one hundred twenty five dollars spend was a million people that were following that page. Oh wow! So. Yeah, I, again, it's just figuring out where they are. And I think if you just go into those platforms and you, you kind of already know, but when you start to run Facebook ads, that's when it really can tell you who your market is. Cause you'll see, oh, you know, it's, uh, you know, 35 year old, you know, men uh, that make uh, between 40 and $60,000 a year, right? Like you can yeah. kind of see the data. So then you can really yeah. start to narrow down your, your target and then start spending more money on the ones that really matter versus saying, I'm just going to target everyone from 20 to 40 years old or 20 to 60 years old. Um, yeah, yeah. and then you can start to understand your, your market that way too. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And then the, so with that giveaway, 
Uh, I think I've heard you kind of mention that before. I think that's an awesome idea. Uh, how do you actually launch that giveaway? Like, do you do that giveaway on Facebook, or do you somehow drive traffic to a, your own website where the giveaway exists? Or, or yeah, um, yeah. Um, well, the, the the first thing is is um, you know, like I said, if you don't already currently, if you're starting from scratch, you don't already have a Facebook page or a group or anything like that, then you have to start on an advertising platform. Uh, or you have to reach out to someone that has a, an established page already, right? Or an Instagram account or whatever. And then you're just going to drive people back to a landing page on your website or just all that is, is a landing page. It could be just lead pages, click funnels, or just a WordPress blog with just one page on it. That's it. Okay. And then from there, um, they would, they would land on that page. The minute they would enter their name and email address, then they would go to a thank you page. And on that thank you page, it would then encourage them to share the contest with friends. And if they do in exchange for everyone, they get to sign up, if they get three people to sign up. Um, they'll get an extra entry or something like that. Um, okay. so that's, that's kind of how that would work. But if you already have one, like we already have, like in our new brand, we already have about 3000 Facebook people, um, following us. Um, but we also have about 700 in a group, in a private group. So now immediately we're going to just the next contest, we're going to, we're going to send out to those guys. So this way here, they can start it, you know, kind of get it moving, you know, and then yeah. we'll fire up Facebook ads. But if you're just starting, and this is what we've done in the past is we'll take Facebook ads, we'll find, you know, whoever they follow or what, what they're into, and then we'll target those pages or those, those different types of people, and then we'll just start running an ad to them and we'll see how it performs. And then once it gets rolling, you're going to see it's going to start getting shared. And once it starts getting shared, not on Facebook, on your own platform, the contest itself, that's where it can start to get some viral, you know, some viral reach. Okay. So, so you can actually post, so let's say you had, you know, if you're a fishing example, you find, you know, the, the, we love bass fishing Facebook page or yep. whatever with 50,000 followers. Mm -hmm. Can you, you can specifically run an ad within that group is there, there a way yeah, to do that some some you can some you can't it, it's weird it's like some pages you know that they'll it'll show up and you can target it and some you can't so an easy way around that is to just um you know once you go into your ad settings you're going to be able to go into targeting and then you can start just putting in like bass fishing and then things are going to start to give you suggestions okay so it can almost kind of help you through that process if you don't know where to start um, or you might know yeah, yeah. a well-known fisherman that's on TV. You might go to that, or maybe it's the fishing channel, you know, or uh -huh. if it, maybe it's, maybe it's, uh, you know, a certain TV show. Like if I was going after something for like the show gold rush, I'd put in gold, gold rush on discovery and I would find that. And then people that follow gold rush would also be able to see my ad. Okay. I see. So you, so you kind of use, figure out kind of the, the psyche of the person you're targeting and yep. then you kind of use those groups and those keywords on Facebook to make sure the ads make it to them. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, uh, I, I know you said you had a half hour, sorry. It kind of took up some, some extra time here from me, but uh, that was That's so right. much good information. Yeah. Is there any, any other last questions you wanted to ask before we, before we hop off? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I could talk to you for hours if I could, but, uh, uh but no, I, I think that's a, uh, you know, really great uh, perspective. Like I said, I know we kind of did, some stuff up front that I'll, I'll definitely share with the class, kind of entrepreneurial kind of stuff. But I appreciate you also taking the time to talk through some of the some of the Amazon stuff as well, specific to me. So um, now, now I follow your um, uh, like I said, I, I watch all your your podcast stuff. I assume by your website from time to time. Is there any other uh, stuff of yours that um, I can click on? Any other groups or, or things that I can follow to? kind of support you and just to kind of keep getting some of the content as you guys are coming out with it. Yeah. I mean, the only thing is really make sure you subscribe to the iTunes channel, you know, and it sounds like you've already done that, but just subscribe that way you get updates. And then, um, uh, you know, as far as like, you know, the, where we publish, I mean, everything gets kind of published on the Facebook group, um, for TAS. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. That's how people kind of kind of get into the the world of TAS is, is really they, yeah. they they start with the podcast then they want to either go through those so they'll either do it on their iPad or iPod um, or iPhone or whatever they're they're consuming it with and then usually yeah. generally go over to the to the blog and and kind of you know go through that stuff and then maybe go to one of our workshops that we've done in the past um, so yeah it's uh, I'm just about creating um, an experience for people to kind of go through and kind of uh, I kind of like the the motto of like just in time learning so just you know don't consume everything just to consume but consume what is going to help you like right now at the time yeah yeah, yeah I, I think that's the best advice um, 
anyone can can receive um, from anyone yeah. for that matter. But yeah, uh, sure. but yeah, I mean, theamazingseller.com is is the main home base, and then the podcast is really. I mean, that's we get a lot of listeners, so yeah. um, you know that's kind of where it all starts. And and I love that because then people can decide if they really want to consume more of what I have to offer or my guests by listening and what better way to do it than through, you know, through a podcast. Cause you, you kind of, like you said, you're only doing that one thing. You're not like bouncing around on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. You that's know? all. I, I listen to it to, to and from the, uh, my drive on work every day. I got about an hour commute each way. So oh, there you go. There you uh, go. I get to listen to a couple hours a day of uh, good content. So that's awesome. Yeah. Now, now are you thinking about, um, cause I, obviously a lot of these guys kind of, um, you know, monetize their, training programs and stuff. Are there any thoughts from a business standpoint for you kind of throwing this into, you know, a monetized course or like a, you know, a closed group where, where people kind of share ideas and things like that. I know yeah. it's, uh, it seems to be a route a lot of sellers take once they kind of get a big online following. Yeah. Well, we've actually already done that. So, um, you know, we, we have a, uh, we have a private class called the private label classroom. It's been out there now for just over, I think almost two years now. Um, so yeah, we don't, we don't, it's funny because we don't really publicly put it on the podcast. We don't, we don't really put like banner ads out. Um, the way that you usually get introduced to that is by attending one of my workshops. Uh, when you get on a workshop, I teach you for probably about 60 minutes and then we talk a little bit about the class and if anyone's interested, they can jump in. And if not, that's cool too. Um, and that was all created because I had people asking me to coach them. Like, would you coach me? You know, would you do one-on-one? Would you do group? And I was always like, you know, I don't know if I want to get into that. So I said, if I was going to do it, what would I want? And then uh, people said they wanted accountability. So, you know, we have a Facebook group that's just for the class. We do monthly hangouts where we jump on and we uh, we go through any questions and and we answer them or anything that's updates or anything like that. And um, and uh, yeah, and then we update that stuff. And actually, we're getting ready right now to do a close on that. Uh, we usually keep it open um, all year, but we usually close it down a couple times just to do updates and uh and kind of get things, uh, I don't know, reorganized. We also have some updates inside the members areas to make it easier to learn and consume. So we're always doing that stuff. So yeah, that's, uh, that's been something that we've been doing for, for a little while now. And, uh, and yeah, so, I mean, but I'm always about giving, and and I love it that you haven't even really heard about that because I don't push it on you. Right. I want you. Yeah. I mean, I've probably listened to 60, 70 of your your episodes at least. Yeah. You know know what I'm saying? And most people would be like, oh man, you should just be, you know, mentioning that all the time. Um, my biggest thing is, is I want you to, to really consume the information. And when, when the time comes, you're going to either ask me if I have something or you're going to find it by being on one of the live trainings that we do. Um, other than that, I don't really mention it because again, I don't want to be one of those guys that just pushes it down your throat. Um, it's there if you need it. And if you don't just keep consuming the uh, information, a lot of people want it organized and structured and that's what the class does. And it also gives you more, um, you know, interaction with me and we get on a hangout, like I said, live every single month and we record those and I have special guests on and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, so I do have something that does, uh, that, that now I do have that brings in, uh, revenue for the podcast. Um, so yeah, that's And again, it's something that was never planned when we started the podcast. It just kind of happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So, um, so let me ask you this. Um, generally these Skype calls come in and they're recorded. Would you care if I shared any of this with my audience? Cause I think this was, oh, not at all. I think this was yeah, pretty cool all. actually. Yeah. I think, I think it was awesome. And, uh, and like I said, I, I think the interesting thing coming from, and it, cause I, I've told people, you know, since I've got started, I have so many people that are literally trying to like give me money to like invest in this. And yeah. that's, that's why it's kind of interesting to hear about your, your, your partnerships and stuff like that. Cause and that actually, I guess, I guess that is one kind of parting question I had was um, from a partnership standpoint, because I literally have people, you know, people in my business class kind of hire up execs at big companies and stuff. They're like, hey, I got, you know, $30,000, $40,000. I'd love to invest it somehow. And that, mm. I'm trying to figure out how, because I'm not quite ready to yeah. you know, take on investors yet, but I'm trying to figure out, do I, you know, launch a new brand under a different seller's account and go 50-50 with a, with a friend, just our own brand, or do I kind of you know, hey, yeah, I'll, I'll give you, you know, you invest twenty, thirty thousand dollars for my next merchandise, uh, merchandise purchase, and right. you know, you know, give you a return at X rate or whatever. So I was kind of, kind of wondering how you structure, um, since since you're kind of dealing with some partnerships now. Yeah. Um, how you kind of structure that kind of thing, whether you do it as like a debt thing or like a shared equity kind of thing, or 
Yeah, it's not an easy thing, to be honest with you. When I first started this, again, one of those things I said to myself, I probably never partner because um, I had a bad experience with partners. Um, actually, my father did in, in that business, in the construction. That's a big lesson I learned from that. And okay. um, I, I swore I would probably never go into a partnership other than with my wife. Um, yeah. Now, with that being said, I also started to see opportunities that I could potentially capitalize on and also help someone else that might not have the strengths of, of mine and I don't have theirs. Um, so, you know, it, it is a little challenging because you got to figure out how you're going to divvy it up and, and, and kind of like who's going to do what. Um, but it's been pretty easy for me to decide if it's the right time or not, because it's just kind of, they kind of worked themselves out by just a casual conversation. And then from there saying like, if we were to do this, this is what it would look like. And I'll just give you one of the more recent ones. Um, you know, I partnered up with someone, um, and the reason why I did this was because I seen the potential in this brand long-term. And I also seen that they were, um, someone that could be really good as the front person. So yeah. I seen that they could drive the business, they could do Facebook Lives, they could get an audience built, people could fall in love with them, okay? Yeah. And then from there, the product would just be like, yeah, sure, I'll buy it because it's part of you. It's kind of like, you know, Oprah promoting something, just not on that oh, big yeah, of a scale. Oh, yeah, a huge asset to have. Yeah. Exactly. So when I seen that, I'm like, okay, now this person doesn't really know that much about the marketing side of things and how to do things externally and even really even to optimize it fully on Amazon. So that's when we came on and, and I said, you know what, we'll do this, but if we do it, it's going to be 50, 50. So yeah. that, that was the terms. And also the other stipulation was that we're going to reinvest back into the business until, uh, I think we said like six to eight months, but then we want to also take a look at it and see if that's the time that we'll start pulling or if we just continue to roll it back in until we build it to where. Now, there's a good friend of mine, Mike Jackness, who did the same exact thing that I'm doing right now with a partner. And uh -huh. um, they built, they've got a brand that's a seven figure brand. They did it in less than two years, um, but they haven't really pulled any money out of it yet. Um, uh -huh. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, and I think this year they have to, because, you know, they're, they, they have some profit in the business and, and their, their accountant saying, you kind of have to, we got to start doing payroll, all that stuff. But, yeah. but the thing is, is like, you got to have these rules and stuff up front. You got to have a good relationship with that person. Yeah, um, you know, sure. I wouldn't say just do it for, you know, Hey, loan me 30,000 and, and I'll give you you know, 10% of a return. Like that's fine and all, but uh, I don't know. I want that person to have as much interest in the, in the business as I do. Yeah. Sure. So that way they're, they're willing to push it. They've got not some buy-in. Yeah. yeah. So that way it's not just you pushing, you know, pushing forward. Um, yeah. You know, I love it. With now, this. now then would you structure that under, um, you know, because I'm thinking, you know, for example, the, the, um, what you just talked about, your, the example with your friend. So they've got this multi-million dollar business now. Now, if you had, if they had built that under like one person's seller's account, now you've got a business that's maybe, maybe kind of hard to sell, kind of hard to unwind that from mm. other products. So I, I kind of wonder, would you, go like a partnership, like either an LLC or something like that. And then a brand new seller's account and just kind of completely separate everything out before you got started. Or would you kind of grow that under the list or under the account you already have and then try to maybe spin that off later? I would probably try to do it wherever it's, it's, um, it's going to make the most sense for the both of you. Like you already currently have something. So if you have something, but you're going to start into a brand new market and that person isn't already selling, then I would probably start one in their name and start from scratch. So that way there, you yeah. don't have that problem. Um, what we kind of did with this partner is they were fairly new in the Amazon game, really didn't have a, a lot of, of movement, a lot of, uh, you know, a brand established. So we mm -hmm. just kind of went in that brand and kind of like rebranded it in a sense. So that way there okay. we are kind of already rolling. Um, but at, you know, at this stage of the game, it doesn't really matter because there's not a mixture of products. It's not like an open brand. Um, okay. so I think it just, it, it's going to depend. And I know that's not really a, an answer a hundred percent like what you have to do, <laughs> yeah. but it is, I mean, every situation is going to be different and you got to yeah. do it what you're comfortable with. You know, yeah. I come from, which I probably shouldn't, but I, I come from, you know, the old days when, you know, a handshake was a deal, you know what sure. I mean? But you know, nowadays, and I mean, just to be smart, you got to kind of get something written up and, and, yeah. you know, depending on how much risk you want, you know, if you're like, you know, uh, I'm, you know, and I've heard a ton of stories about people, not just in this space, but in just business in general, where they had handshakes and then it just went bad. And, you know, yeah. so, you know, it's, I think you just have to go, what, what's, what are you going to be willing to, uh, 
to, uh, you know, be okay with and sleep at yeah. night and, and how much trust you have in that other person. Um, but yeah. I would say, you know, definitely an LLC, you know, you, you, yeah. you, you know, you de- definitely should do that. And then, um, and you know, you might, may even want to just have something drawn up, um, you know, simply that states, you know, a few of the things that are, you know, important to both of you. And then, yeah. you know, you kind of go off of that, but I don't know. A lot of times I think that that stuff can get in the way of something yeah. that could be great. So yeah, that's and, why and I think the exact same thing. Cause I got, you know, some friends, you know, close friends, former, you know, fellow Marine Corps officers, you know, people, people trustworthy people that sure. you know, I, would, I would certainly uh, have a lot of uh, trust in. And, and one, one friend of mine, we're already looking at some products and, and looking into ordering some samples. And, and I think about that though. I'm like, there's, I really want to do this and just kind of take off and run with it. Mm. But I'm also kind of focused on, I'm like, okay, we got to sell it, set up an LLC, which is actually kind of time consuming and expensive in, in California. Um, we got to set up a joint checking account. We got to set up like all this and something and like just the mechanics of mm-hmm. setting up the partnership mm-hmm. is kind of just tra- detracting from finding the product and getting it to market. And yeah. I think it's probably important to do all that stuff up front, but it is a little, a little daunting thinking that like, Hey, I could probably get something up and selling in six weeks if I didn't have to spend the next month or two worrying about all this like structuring kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah um, no, I get a little, it. Yeah. Little patience up front. We'll, we'll pay in the long run, but it's uh, you know, it's kind of hard when you're just wanting to, to get more product online and get up and running fast. No, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it does, it does feel like that. I was fortunate, like I said, because, um, you know, they already had something in place that we were able to just kind of go into. Um, but if yeah. I had, but if we had to start from scratch, we would have, and you're, you're right. It would have taken probably an extra six weeks. Um, but that doesn't yeah. mean we couldn't really like get everything lined up. You know, we could still sure. get our products picked and do our product research and do our sourcing and maybe even put a down payment, you know what I mean? Like, and that way it's getting in production. So that way there we're, we're ready to go live when we're ready. We don't have to yeah. wait until that's done. Um, yeah. there's, there's yeah. a lot we can do in the meantime, for sure. You know, so Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, partnerships are, are, they can be very powerful, but they can also be uh, a bad thing <laughs> if it doesn't yeah. work out. But, you know, yeah, again, sure. you got to, you got to be aligned. And the other, the one little tip I would say for anyone um, thinking about partnership is just make sure that there's an equal amount of uh, strengths. Like you have strengths, they have strengths. Like there's things that this one partner does that I, you know, that I either can't do because I'm busy with other things or that they're just better than me. Right. Yeah. And there's things that I do that, you know, I might be better than them at something because I have more experience. Um, it's funny. I, I talked to, uh, you know, my good buddy, Dom, you know, Dom Sugar. And he's always like, yep. I got to learn this funnel thing. I just got you. I have to have you guys sit down with me and really show me how to do it. I go, no, you don't. Like, yeah, we like, got we'll that. Take care of that. We, we got yeah. that. You worry about finding the product, the sourcing. Like, you're good at that. Like, I don't yeah. want to work. I don't want to work on that. I want to work on the funnels. Like, I, that's what I want to sure. do. I, I love yeah. that stuff. We want to do that stuff. Don't worry about it. But I want to know how, to, how it works. I go, you can know how it works, but just don't yeah. worry about having to implement it. Like, let us yeah. handle that, you know? But I get it because I'm a lot like that too. I want to know how everything works, how everything operates. So that way, if something oh, happened, yeah. I can jump in, right? It's like, yeah. again, it's that safety net. It's that safety net that comes in. Yeah. But, if, yeah. but if that guy doesn't show up to work, that job doesn't get done. Well, I got to step in and get the job done. Sure. And, uh, and I, I totally get it, but yeah, it's a funny story with Dom. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So, um, is there anything else? I mean, I think we got to wrap this up here, uh, pretty soon, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is there anything, anything else that, uh, that you had that you wanted uh, to, uh, to discuss? No, that's, that's, that's awesome. I mean, I think I got a whole, whole week's worth of research and, and to do lists, uh, to do just from this conversation. So man, that, that was a huge help, you know, both for, for the class that we'll, we'll kind of discuss this stuff and, and for me to kind of grow on the Amazon brand and stuff, but it's awesome. yeah, I look forward to staying in touch. I'm going to check out, uh, I don't think I've seen, um, any of your workshops yet. So I'm going to definitely check out some of the videos from those, get signed up for the next one and, uh, and keep following your stuff. But I hope to, to keep in touch and, uh, you know, pick your brain from time to time and do whatever I can to, to kind of help you out if there's anything I can do as well. Absolutely. Yeah, Matt, I definitely, I would say keep in touch. Uh, let me know how you're doing. It sounds like you're doing amazing. And, uh, if you have any questions or anything, uh, you know where to get, get in touch with me. And, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I think it's awesome that you, uh, you launched a product as you're going to school and all that stuff. You got a new baby, you're married, it's all that stuff. Crazy year. (laughs) So, uh, I just love it because so many people say, well, Scott, I don't have time. I'm like, listen, you know, listen, I was going to say, listen to what, what you just said. You, you're up to Matt. Like, I mean, come on. Like you don't have time, right? But you made yeah, time, yeah. you figured out a way and, uh, and, and you got it done and now you're at about 9,000 a month. So that's cool, man. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, so this has been great. So yeah, like I said, keep in touch. Let me know how you're making out. If you need anything else for the class or whatever like that, um, if, if anybody had any questions or anything on, on your, on, on your studies, let me know. And if I can help, I will. Awesome. Thanks so much for everything, Scott. All right, Matt. Take care, bud. All right. You too. All right. Bye. All right. So I hope you enjoyed that. You can see that it was a private call between him and I, and you can even hear in that interview where I asked him if it would be okay if I would to air this or if I was to air this. And he said, absolutely. You definitely share away. And he was blown away too, because he was like, you know, I didn't plan on this thing turning into a coaching call. It just kind of did. And, uh, well, you guys heard it. So, uh, hopefully you got a ton of value from that. And I just want you guys to understand, like you could hear everything that I was saying in there before I was even, you know, knowing that this was going to be aired. Everything I talk about is exactly the way I feel. I build and I want to build a lifestyle business or businesses that support my lifestyle. That's what's important to me. And if you really understand that, you can do the same. Whether it's this business model or another business model, it really doesn't matter. You just have to understand why you're doing it. And that's why I always go back to figuring out your why. So if you know why you're doing it, it's going to be a lot easier to push through. And when you say you don't have time, go back to this interview or this conversation, this private call that I recorded with Matt and listen to what everything or everything that he was doing, going to school full time, still working, having a kid, having a wife and all of that stuff. Just go back and listen to that. If you ever think to yourself, you don't have enough time. So that's it, guys. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you. But you have to. You have to. Come on. Say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next 